You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're long tossing here on this Sunday, July 30th. Steven Strom, Gabby Sanchez, Kyle Seeloff. We're getting ready here for the series finale between the Marlins and the Tigers. It's been an interesting weekend. It's been a fun weekend. There's been a ton that's went on, it feels like, uh, these last couple of days with the trade deadline. The weekend here at Lone Depot Park, 32,936 on Saturday afternoon uh, here at Lone Depot, the largest crowd uh, at a Marlins game since April of 2017. Of course, we're honoring Miguel Cabrera. There's a ton to get into, but most importantly, guys, the Marlins are looking to win here this afternoon. And uh, again, as we get further down the line, it seems like every series now is very much important. Go ahead, Gabby. Steven, it's nice to see you. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Steven. Hey, Kyle. Nice to see you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it really, I, I love when when the thought process is now the, you know, when you're playing against the teams, now they're important. And now these series that we're playing, no, every series is important from the beginning of the year until now. Now it just starts to go, okay, now winning series might not be the only thing. Now you might have to sweep series. Sure. And, and those, that changes. You know, if you're able to win a lot of series early on, you're able to sustain a big enough, you know, lead then you can kind of then backtrack and see like okay we just have to just continue doing what we're doing one two out of three now you're in a point where you might have to you know go out there and sweep some series here now you're playing against detroit that this is a team and i talked to kyle about it where this is probably one that you have to go out there and sweep you didn't you're one and one this is a must win in my opinion you need to win this game because you're going to get into a stretch here where you're going to be playing against really good ball clubs and it's going to be hard to keep where you're at in the standings. It'd be tough to swallow the Marlins losing two out of three to Colorado and then two out of three here against right. Detroit. Right. And that's Especially the point. with Jesus Lazarno on the mound today, who's been one of the best starting lefties and starting pitchers in baseball this season. Right. So, I mean, for me, this is one of these where Lazardo needs to come out and just do what he's been doing, dominate the opposing hitters. The offense needs to get going. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, the offense does need to get going, and we want to get into the trade deadline um, as far as some of the moves the Marlins made, but I want to go back to what Gabby said with the just the batting order right now. Skip switched it up here on Sunday afternoon, and the big guy I think that you almost need to highlight because he hasn't been the same since the All-Star break is Jorge Soler. Kyle, are you seeing anything with Soler uh, just as far as pressing or, or fatigue? Because he has not been the same guy that we've seen all year. No, and I mean, I think there's a lot of chase right now, and you know, I try to understand it the best that I personally can, but it just looks like there's a lot of swing and miss right now. He's going to get a day off today as well. I think it's a much-needed day off. The Marlins have got to find a way to get him hot and get him going. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, and I think when we talk about the trade deadline and stuff, I think Solaire probably needs a little protection, yeah. right? When he was the MVP World Series in 2021 with Atlanta, he had protection, right? And he was actually hitting at the top of the lineup. But, um, you know, the, so we'll we'll see what happens in the coming days. I would float, and I don't want to stray too far because I know you're going to talk about this, Stephen. But when you talk about protection and internal candidates from the Marlins, I think Jazz is going to be fast-tracked back here. 
because he's going to Jupiter. They're playing in West Palm Beach Skip now. Skip made that comment yesterday in his pregame availability. Right. That he's I think not normal. You're going to see Jazz soon, and I'm saying really, really soon. Like now, next, like next series. Correct. Soon. I think you see him in Philadelphia <laughs> in because Philly, I think yeah. there's an added importance to get him back. And when I talk about protection in the lineup. Don't need to make this all about Jazz, but I think he's an important and integral piece for this reason. If he proves he can come back and be healthy, play center field, and be a critical part of this team down a playoff push this season, what if Jazz shows you he's capable of hitting leadoff and he can get on first base and steal a bag and Luis Arises hit behind him and he hits an opposite field single and you have an early lead and you're constantly playing with leads? If Jazz is at the top of the order or batting second, that just inherently adds a little protection for Jorge Soler, especially if you start to knock some pitchers back on their heels early in games. I think I don't want to go too crazy here because he's been unable to stay healthy this season. He's right. been able, unable to stay healthy for multiple seasons. But if Jazz can come back and prove to be healthy down the stretch in 2023, he's a massive piece of this thing. I know we say it all the time. He adds protection for Jorge Soler, who they've got to get going, and they can generate a ton of runs with him. Here's the thing with Soler. Uh, Soler's always going to have those ebb and flows during the season. And it's kind of, I go back to like the Giancarlo Stanton era, especially early on in his career, where he would have a stretch for two and a half weeks where he would carry a team, everybody jump on my back, and let's go. And yep. I'm going to hit home runs, yep. doubles, knocking all these runs. And then all of a sudden you'll have those streaks of two and a half weeks where it was ice cold. Guy couldn't hit the side of a barn. It's, it is what it is, Right. That's who they are as players. That's who they are. That's who they are. So that's kind of like where Soler is right now. He's kind of in that zone of right now I'm just cold. And you're waiting for him to get into that hot mode again to again carry the team for two and a half weeks. You lose it when you have other guys who then step up and then get that production to three, four guys. Right. So you're losing that now, just like you said, with Jazz coming back. Jazz is a guy that all of a sudden for two weeks could carry a team. He could hit the home runs. He can hit those extra base hits. He can steal bases. He can score a bunch of runs. That is somebody that they are missing in their lineup, especially you see it. It's glaring when Soler is having that little bit of a cold streak. They are getting back Garcia today. Avisail Garcia is coming back. Need him. Batting fifth. Batting fifth. He's a guy that, and I'm hoping that he comes and he takes the pressure off and just realizes, okay, this team has been winning without me having any type of production, so I don't need to be that top guy. Yep. Because when he's not trying to be that top guy, you go back to what he did with the Brewers, hitting the home runs, the doubles. He's not a home run guy. He's not. You're not looking for him to hit you 25 to 30 home runs. That's not who he is. You're looking for him to get 15 to 20, doubles in the gap, driving runs. If he's able to do that, this team is going to change and lengthen that lineup. Here's, a, to me, an important distinction when we talk about Jazz and Avi Garcia. They're not deadline acquisitions. Right. And I think the Marlins are still going to go out there and they're going to peruse an additional bat. Kim has said as much. I think I would be very cautious in considering guys that have been here that have not been productive, that have been injury-ridden, are deadline acquisitions. But it is totally fair to say, if those guys come back in the final 60 games here, 57 or whatever it is, and they prove to be healthy... 
those are massive impacts for this offense that desperately needs. And you're talking about two guys, two by guys. the way, that can hit the ball out of the park. They can hit the ball in the gap. They can hit them down the lines. A team that has struggled mightily to collect extra base hits and slug all season long. They are not deadline acquisitions because you wish that they would have been helping all season long. But those two guys could be extremely impactful for this ball club down the stretch. Let's, let's talk about actual trades that did happen. And David Robertson is here. He's a new Marlin. Jorge Lopez, both bullpen guys that bolster that pen, as Gabby said, uh, these last couple of days. I mean, what's a realistic expectation for someone like Robertson, particularly with the context of our situation where A.J. Puck, he has been shaky. He got the job done on Friday night against the Detroit Tigers. But where do you guys expect Robertson to fall all into this now. I, go ahead. I know you want to say it. Yeah, I think he's our closer. He did not come here to be your seventh and eighth <laughs> inning guy. He's, if you're going to trade two young 18-year-olds who have a chance to make an impact in the big leagues a half decade from now in another organization, he ain't coming here to get three outs in the seventh inning. No, he, he's, he's your closer. He's, let's he's not, a closer. Let's not make any bones about and, it. Now, here's the thing, too, and I think Skip even said it, where – you know, yeah, there's going to have to be – you're going to have to give him breaks too. Yep. So other guys are going to be able to step in. And then you do have guys who have been in that spot before with A.J. Puck this year, with Tanner Scott as well. I saw him out here doing some uh, fungal work and running around, so he, he looks like he is good. Fungal work? Fungal. Fungo. Oh, okay. I thought you said fungal. No, fungal work. Okay. Um, so he – you know, he, he looks to be good. So there, there, are, there are spots, but I think when it comes down to it, the game is on the line. He, Robertson's going to be on that mound. You're giving up two young kids. You're coming here to yeah. be the closer. You're, you're, you're going to be he on that mound. He is the closer. He is the closer. I don't think that's going to hurt anybody's feelings because A.J. Puck knows the way it's gone lately. In the month of July, it's gone really, really yeah. bad for him. Give him a little breather. Let him get three outs in the eighth inning as opposed to the ninth. And I think that's going to help his psyche as yep. well, too. All of a sudden, it's going to be like, okay, take some pressure off. Let me get back into that mindset of going out there dominating the hitters rather than what kind of has been going where I make one mistake and that ball gets hit out of the ballpark or I get it, give up a hit and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh here we go again kind of concept. So I, I think that's going to really help out and solidify that back into the bullpen. I would say this too. I think Skip and this go, we've talked about Skip so much. I think he's created a culture where guys within reason are pulling on the same rope yep. and they've put their egos aside. Yep. It could be very hard in this business when you trade for somebody to come in and that dude just took my job. But you've got to be in on one common goal here. Yep. And David Robertson makes this team better. And right now you're going to trust him a lot more than you do A.J. Puck in the ninth inning. That is simply the truth and the reality of the situation. If the Marlins want to get to the playoffs, David Robertson is going to further enhance those chances. Great. So we'll see here if the Marlins uh, make any more moves. Again, the trade deadline, August 1st. It's Tuesday. Jorge Lopez and David Robertson here in Miami. We saw Jorge Lopez yesterday. A nice little outing from him. Um, I want to get into this weekend because, again, it's been such an uh, emotional weekend. Uh, 32,000 here at Lone Depot Park, but we're celebrating Miguel Cabrera. And, Gabby, uh, you got to Miami just when he was traded. Uh, you were around, though, for, for Miggy. Do you have a, a favorite memory, any stories that you have with Miguel Cabrera? I don't have any where I was actually playing with him or like in spring training and stuff like that. My first year in spring training, he was there. Um, it was watching him when I was with the Marlins and he was in Detroit and then we would go play against him. The fun that he had, the, the smarts that he had. There was one game, in, this was in spring training, um, where he goes up to hit and he looks at us in the dugout. It was one of those last ABs that he was going to have in the night and and he starts to smile, and he goes, watch this, you know, with nodding, watch what, watch what I'm going to do here. And, oh, and he gets up there, and we have a pitcher who loved to throw sliders on the mound, 
And all of a sudden, like, I see him, like, set up his feet to, like, go to right center field. Like, he starts to, like, move his body to transition. Like, I'm going to let this ball and I'm going to make that pitch. Proceeds to hit a home run to right center field the next pitch. Like, he knew, okay, he's going to throw me this and I'm going to do this. Told us to watch. And then he did it. It was the most amazing. As a hitter, you're like, wait, what is – I'm so far off of that, like, point. Yep. Like, I was a – Pretty good hitter. I'm like I'm not. I'm nowhere That's near insane. that kind of hitter. Like it, it was incredible of what he was able to do. I mean, they would do so much stuff. Like when we play, when I was with the Pirates, played against Detroit every single year, and just the messing around. Like we we would have like a phone and stuff, and he would be like in the batter's box, and he would see it, and he would start to pose. <laughs> like while the game is going on, you know, like he was just. He was a kid playing a kid's game. And even though he was old, like even though he was like the guy, he was still enjoying the game of baseball. He's going to walk to the Hall of Fame. Kyle, is there in a weird sense you kind of look at him and feel like he almost went under the radar? He's almost underrated in our game and where we talk about legends. Uh, I think it feels that way because there's been such a, a precipitous drop-off since 2016. But in his heyday... I don't think he went and flew under the radar. I, I think yeah. it's fair to say that because kind of the way things have gone really for the last six or seven years for him with some of the injuries and not playing full seasons and not that monster home run hitter. I mean, it's a guy that has hit so many home runs in the big leagues. He's collected over 3,000 hits. Um, fair to say yes in recent years, but when he was going good in Detroit, especially when they had Scherzer and Verlander in their heyday in the early 2000 tens was yeah. it yeah um he was not flying under the radar but yeah I mean, criminal he didn't win another world series by the way those detroit tiger teams were unbelievable yeah but I, it's also crazy since mike trout has popped onto the scene he's taken away some of his mvps and stuff because <laughs> yeah. right. he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with trout for a few years a decade ago it's crazy i mean it took him to hit the triple crown to right. win an right. mvp like right. that's but those are the numbers too that trout was also putting up in the same exact time but they were right there one and two on every single person's voting for about what six seven yeah. years in a row i mean he was hitting 30 40 homers a year i mean <laughs> he was unbelievable driving in over 100 every single year yeah Scoring Great 100. to see the ovation, the fans. It's all. It's How odd. cool 30, was thirty-three thousand yeah. people rooting for the Marlins, but also rooting for one singular player <laughs> on the other team. The ovation he got will be one that he will not get anywhere else besides in Detroit to close out the 2023 season. And I think people really came out and supported the guy that meant so much to them 20 years ago. And I think the organization as a whole has nailed this weekend as far as what they gave Mickey, yeah. the gift package. I mean, right. it was just it wasn't like a surfboard or something you do nothing right. with. You know, it was it, it, something that meant a lot to him. It was. A fantastic job and it's, it's been fun even though the Marlins lost on Saturday afternoon it was awesome to be a part of a crowd like that again 32,936 on Saturday afternoon at Lone Depot Park a couple more things I want to get into this Philly series coming up is it imperative that the Marlins get at least a split well I mean I I, I you don't want to lose the series. I, I totally understand what you're saying. I just can't. You know what I keep hearing in the back of my brain is everything that Skip has said from day by now. day. Yeah. yeah, not just the day by day. And I even asked him this, and he and he shot it down when I asked him. I was like, how do you balance, you know, urgency and, you know. Not pressing. Right, not pressing. And he's like, dude, if all of a sudden we're pressing. Like, if, if you didn't have a sense of urgency – on March 30th, and all of a sudden we have it. We have an issue. We're not we're not going anywhere as a team if all of a sudden we're urgent in the end of July. And so 
yeah, I mean, you want to go out there and win the series. You're going to get four of the best the Phillies have to offer. I think it's Walker, Suarez, Wheeler, Nola. You're going toe-to-toe at the beginning of August with another great team that won the pennant last season. And by the way, we talk so much about the trade deadline. Who knows what the Phillies team looks like comes Wednesday sure. afternoon, right? Sure. I mean, we'll, we'll see what the Marlins look like. We'll see what the Phillies look like. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Phillies catch a break here. They're going to miss Lazardo, but they're still getting Cabrera and Alcantara and Garrett and Cueto. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they split. Hopefully they win the series. You know what's crazy? Uh, they've <laughs> had their number against the Phillies. The right. They've taken care of the Phillies. And, and that's where I was going to put it. Like, we talk about splitting series, but – Really, you got to gain games, and that's what you have to do. And especially in your can't own hover. division, you you can't just you can't hover. You can't you can't just say, oh, if we if we split, was that okay? Yeah, I guess you know. Yeah, it was good. I you split. Okay, fine. You didn't move anywhere. The needle didn't move, but you're not in the point of not having that needle move. You 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 need to go out there and show, hey, we are there. We are good. We can play against these teams. We can beat these teams. I think the team as a whole, we've been seeing them hit. We see where they are average-wise. You just haven't gotten that big hit. Well, you got Garcia coming back. You're going to probably be getting Jazz coming back as well. So you're adding two really big guys in that lineup, and you're hoping that that's going to take you a little bit over the the, the edge and, and be able to beat those teams and at least win three out of four. You know what's crazy to think, guys, really quickly? If you think about the second week of August or the third week of August, how different this team can look with yeah. Avi, with Jazz. Yeah. Tanner Scott should be 100% healthy. David Robertson. And possibly if Yuri Perez gets called up, what does this team feel like and look like in just a matter of weeks mm. i don't know i mean it's a good it's a fair point jay if jazz and garcia are healthy and they're proving to be productive it's a big addition and i think the marlins are going to this is just my opinion and i'm just listening and trying to read through the tea leaves with kim in the decisions like to me i don't think you trade for david robertson if you're not within reason quote unquote going, going all in all to in. try to make the play like, and that would also mean yuri being called up Correct. Now, unless they totally fall out of it, there's no need to bring the kid back up. He's scheduled to pitch again on Tuesday. I looked this morning in Pensacola, which do they start him five days again after that? That would be on Sunday. Do they give him a couple of more days off? Do we potentially see him on that road trip in Texas and Cincinnati? I think that's potentially fair to assume that's about a month off for him. It would put him in the driver's seat in the way that they've conducted their business and taking care of the kid this year has been great. So if Garcia and Chisholm are productive and again I think the Marlins are going to do everything in their power to acquire guys that they want here in the next 24 to 48 hours the team could look a lot different I would say this too the upcoming schedule and I know we've we've hammered this home for a month now because you look at what's daunting and lying ahead the Marlins are about to play 19 straight games against team with a winning record that's going to include the Padres and um Team the Rangers. Well, actually, the, remove the Padres. The Padres are under 500. They're a good team. But you're right. The Rangers, the Reds, the Dodgers, right? The Phillies and these type of teams. The Marlins feasted on bad teams to start the season. They made their big run where they did not lose for a long time. They were putting together winning weeks one after another. To me, the Marlins are going to be a great spot if they've got one more heater in them. Yep. One more two to three week stretch where they go. 
12 and 6, right? 12 and 6 over an 18 game stretch. End of August, beginning of September, they're going to be in a fantastic spot headed down the home stretch of the season. But I think this team needs one more really good, sustained stretch of winning. And I think they're going to be in a great spot this season. Yeah, it's funny. The, the June record, the Marlins were 19 and 8 right. in the month of June. Right. It doesn't have to be that good. I'm saying, you know, if you can't 19 be 8 and 14, and eight, no. but if you're 16 and 11 or something, 17 yeah. and 10, you're going to be in a great spot going this into September. This is interesting, Kyle. So they're 15 and 12 in April. 13 and 14 in May, 19 and 8 in June, and 8 and 14th in July. Right. You know, so it's it, it it all comes out in the wash a little bit. Now, if they can step on the gas pedal one more time and everybody's trying to do the same thing, and it's not like they haven't been all season long, but if they can catch a few breaks down the stretch and they get some help with some additions and Jazz and Garcia are healthy and Arise keeps hitting and Soler gets hot again, this team will have the fixings to put themselves in a potential opportunity here to make the playoffs for the first time in 20 years 21 seasons and a full season so it's going to be an exciting finish we're going to keep doing this every sunday there's going to be so much to talk about there's so many moving parts but uh they got a chance and that's all you can ask for this time of year on a lighter note we'll end on this the media softball game is on wednesday do we not Yikes. get invited to that kyle uh no sir why not um i don't know but i'm i'm all why set. don't we play uh no sir Listen, if you I admit, want, that's if you at want nine in, in the morning. I got a lot yeah, of work to do. I'm out. I'm not coming. I'm in next year. I got, a, I got a lot of work. I'm sure they would be more than happy to have you. Listen, I'll, you want me to make a call for you so you can play at nine o'clock in the morning? I can have you leading off that yeah. game in Easy. five. Minutes. I don't. I don't play lead off. I don't. I don't bat lead off. Oh, um, you, yeah. you. Where do you bat? Third. Oh boy. Yeah. And I also like to play center field, oh, uh, also first base. And I don't know. Are there, there going to be what catchers in this game or no? All right. You want to catch too? Right. Shortstop. Put on the, put yeah, on the you're gear. the kid that wants to bat third and play shortstop. And I'm going to borrow Jazz's chain. I'm also going to wear an arm sleeve with a leg sleeve, but just one. Can we? Kyle, then you should be federally let's prosecuted. Him, no, let's get him in this game. There. Let's get him in this game. So he has to show up at 9 in the morning. We'll put a video camera well, somewhere. Mic me up. 30. Mic me up. No. I'm not doing the game unless I'm mic'd up. Well, nobody, you're not going to be mic'd up. And why? Why? What do? What Mike do you have to for offer ballet. that people are going to hear? Because I'm funny, you know. I'm entertaining. I'll be out there. And yeah, I'll be but chirping. it's going to it's going to be a little hacky. You know, you're going to be mic'd up. You're not going to be your true self. I am a showman, though. But it will be inauthentic. It will not be genuine. But I can get you to play in that game if you want. I'll see. I'll be working. I'm kind of hampering on a uh, on a groin injury right oh, now. Oh, now you got a groin injury. Here we go. Now we have an injury. Yeah. But he wants to bat third and yeah. play center field. Of course. We got an injury. How, we got I a groin injury though. Can I DH? No. And then be pinch ran? Oh, no, sir. I would love to play in this game. I really would. That's pinch run for. Yeah, I would love to play in this game. Well, and I think we all should next year. I know, no. sir. I have a lot of work to do. No, what about next year, though? I no, retired. I already have work next year. I can feel it in my bones. Deep inside me, I know I have work. And I retired. And Gabby retired. As a matter of fact, I'm announcing my retirement from media <laughs> softball right now as well. 